this time on Holy Ghost Notes. Wow, this is a big moment. I missed my chiropractor appointment the other day for God's sake. Oh yeah, I grew up with those guys. We're talking about stalking today. In theory, it was a good idea. What's up? This is Tim and Matt, and you are listening to the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. The Holy Ghost Notes podcast. Yeah. That's us. Yeah, that's right. Matt, I have a cricket (laughs) in my studio. I made the mistake the other day. I can hear it loud and clear. You can actually hear that. I can. I'm not sure if it's through your microphone or just through the... No, no, no. It's not through my microphone. It's through my AirPods, oh, which is AirPods. the amazing part to me because it's just <laughs> crazy. Wow. I had a I had a cricket in the house the other day. Um, yeah. And I, it was dur- It was like the middle of the day. It was this small little like cute looking cricket. Like yeah. I felt bad killing it. Mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't going to catch it. I was like, I either kill mm-hmm. this thing now or I let it live. Let it, you know. Live another day. I decided not to mm-hmm. kill it. Felt bad. And uh, worst mistake ever. It bugged Forget me. Forget it. Quite literally for the for the rest of the week. It was you the loudest so little bug. You so <laughs> do you sleep with earplugs? No, I do not. Do you? You must. Really? Yeah. Well, that's going that's going to change. I have here. kids. Uh, I, can't, short, I, can't, I can't sleep with earplugs. Mm-hmm. But. I I didn't used to sleep with earplugs, but then I started touring. Actually, I didn't sleep with earplugs in the beginning either. I think JB was the first one to say, you should sleep with mm. earplugs. Reason being, I would go to bed first or pretty early on, and I just would hear everybody walking yeah. up and down the, the uh, bunk alley, if you will. Yep. And I uh, started wearing it, and when you start wearing earplugs... Oh my gosh, you find the perfect earplugs, you cannot sleep well without them. Mm. You you have to get, you can't get the huge, I shouldn't even go into this, you're not going to wear them. <laughs> if someone's listening to this and you're struggling, you're having a hard time sleeping, try earplugs, seriously. Go to CVS or Walgreens and get the small pack, it's like a little plastic sleeve, and you buy the, the smaller foam ones. Don't get the big chunky ones, you do not want them. It's too much foam. They don't consolidate the right way, and they wear out a lot more quickly, a lot quickly, a lot quicker, a lot more quickly. They're bad. Trash. Don't get them. Um, get the good ones. Spend the money. It's worth it. You can use them for a long time. And, um, yeah, I can't That's deal with advice. hearing. Yeah, on a bus, on tour, 100%. I'd definitely be doing that. I historically yeah. have not really liked earplugs i used Mm -hmm. to wear them on stage back before i could afford in-ear monitors oh yeah absolutely i remember those singers you know it was like you you pinch you push uh and uh that's the method every single you know i I know i remember it well pinch Uh, and you push band practice you know it's probably why i can still hear to this day actually because i use those but i i hated I never liked having them in both ears because I felt very... You can't hear what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, sleeping, though, I could see maybe that, you know, that could work. I feel like I'd feel hot, though, for some reason. Something about I don't not get how air some people my... can sleep with AirPods. Oh, no. 
No way. Could you do that? No, no. Oh my goodness! It would just—I can't. I, I'm I'm a side sleeper, so I would just crush my ear. When I was <laughs> younger, be... I liked to try to sleep, to fall asleep with headphones, like listening to music. Yeah. Um, but even that I would was too. a disaster. I was. I wanted to. In theory, it was a good idea, but then you try. To, it would always wake me up at some point because you move your head and like it slides off slightly, or it's like it hits you in the face, or you know, or you end up just like <laughs> sleeping on them, and uh, yeah, it's just yeah, not a good, not a good idea. But, no, it's not. I'm too analytical. I can't listen to music anymore and not pick it apart unless it's <laughs> yeah, like that's the other problem. You no, know, <laughs> unless it's Oliver Anthony or old school country yeah. or. Plain Jane, Reliant K. Mm. <laughs> it's actually, it's why I listen to lo-fi. Like when I want to just chill out, um, I wish that I could put on like something that really like gets me going. Um, but yeah. like when I want to chill out, like I just, <laughs> I put on some lo-fi music. <laughs> I cook some food and that's like the only way I can stop myself from thinking. Do you listen to Daft Punk? I used to a lot. Yeah. I like Daft Punk. Me too. I just listened to Instant Crush with mm-hmm. Annie. That song's so good. I, I really like that band. Did you know Zildjian is about to celebrate? They are celebrating the entire year. Four hundred years as a company. Yeah, they're bringing their they're bringing uh, Daft Punk's drummer on, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you see that? I, I think you told me about it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Omar Hakim is going to be yeah. there, and it just so happens to be in like a week, That's next crazy. weekend. Um, so I told my rep over there, I'm like, I would love to come, but I can't book flights for that, knowing that Annie and I could have our baby at any point. <laughs> you, you most likely will. <laughs> uh, it's a little risky. Part of the reason I'm not in Australia right now, which brings us to our topic for today. Mm-hmm. One of which is FOMO. That's right. So as some of you might know, my wife and I are expecting our first, and it could be any day now. Um, I found out back in January, and actually JB and Brent were the first two people to know that we were expecting. The reason JB and Brent were the first two was because we were booking flights for Australia. Mm. And I didn't want to just book a flight and then leave it to chance. I also didn't want to, I just wanted to get ahead of it. So I sure. thought, well, you know what? We should, we should just get this out in the open. So I texted him and said, Hey, you're the first two people I'm telling this <laughs> to. Don't tell anybody, but that let's celebrate a little bit. You know, this is very exciting and don't buy flights for me for Australia. Um, immediately Adam Gray came to mind. He is doing the tour and um, they're crushing it over there right now. That's awesome. Him steering the ship and um it works it works out really well for me but anyway it's one of those things you just don't really know when god is going to say okay now is the time mm-hmm. for you to meet your baby girl so i'm i'm home and i'm so happy to be here yeah we've we've had a really great time my wife and i have had a really great time just being together before this happens because it's the last time that you will um, have this experience as a couple mm-hmm. where you don't have a kid to take care of. And so we've, we've been going on little dates here and there. We've just, I don't know, we just had a really great, a really great 
uninterrupted time together, which we'll talk about more with, you know, the idea of FOMO. It's a lot yeah. bigger than just me not being on tour with my band in Australia, which is yeah. kind of the point of us talking about it, right? It's yep. applicable for everyone. There's there's something everyone could feel like they're missing out on. The question is not what you're missing out on or what you feel like you're missing out on, but what are you doing uh, and why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Because if if you can have a really solid answer to those two questions, you'll never feel like you're missing out on anything. That's right. And um, and I really I really don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I I, I know that I'm supposed to be here and doing what I'm doing right now. I'm really happy mm-hmm. being home and seeing my band absolutely crush it in Australia. <laughs> yeah, with Adam, no surprise. Yeah, can I just say, man, I am so proud of you. And when you announced that you wouldn't be uh, going to Australia with the band. Um, I just, I had a tremendous sense of pride for Mm. you Um, because it takes a lot, you know, to prioritize something that has been at the top, you know, and like you got married, but when you got married and Annie became the most important thing in your life, there was still an understanding, right, that you had this other thing and you would make it work, right? And that's partly why it works. But in this case... You're actually saying, hey, there's a chance here <laughs> that there's something else that's going to be entering my life. Right. And that is already more important to me than yeah. being on this tour with my band that I love so much. You know, so yeah. So like right off the bat, it's like, man, what a great dad move that you're you know, <laughs> I mean, you're a dad, technically. I am one hundred percent a dad, but um mm-hmm. Without having a baby that you're able to hold, you were able to make that decision. And uh, yeah, proud of you, man. So that was the right decision. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. There's 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 so much to it. But the one thing that you're reminded of, I, I was just on Instagram just before we started, which I don't get a lot of time on Instagram. I, I don't make a lot of time on Instagram anymore to just watch yeah. stuff. But I've been watching ABR stuff because I'm interested. Yeah. And um, seeing a video of them playing is it's it's just a good reminder that everyone is replaceable. Mm-hmm. Everybody is replaceable. Everybody is dispensable in some way. And that's not a bad thing. That's a really good thing. It I mean ABR is a machine and I don't have to be there in order for it to work. I'm reading the comments and the comments are like, "Wow, you guys sounded so good. Why wow, you guys played so well." Literally, the comment was, wow, you guys played so well. It's fantastic, yeah. And I'm thinking, I know exactly how the band sounded because I heard all three rehearsals, and they sound so tight with Adam. Yeah. Because Adam's feet are incredible. I mean, he is just, his feet are tighter than mine. The band sounds really tight with Adam at the helm. Mm-hmm. I got a text from JB after the show in Perth, which was the first show. He said, dude, uh, you know, Adam did great. No, no critical mistakes. Um, he's focused, and uh, you know, we miss having you over here. And it's like that's that's a really good way to put it, right? It's like mm-hmm. we miss you being here. Your your fillings doing a great job. Yeah. That's really all you need to know. Yeah. And the reminder to me, and if you're listening to this, and and you're thinking, boy, it really takes you to make something happen. It doesn't matter what it is. It, it, you have to be there in order for someone to drive your vehicle. Because you know how it works, or you mm-hmm. need to be there if, if if someone's going to work on your house, because you know all the weird quirks about it, or you need to be running the company, or if someone else comes in, they're not going to know how it works. Everybody is replaceable. Everybody, 
Mm-hmm. And and that is a proven fact based on the reality that we're we're all um, mortal, and life just keeps marching on. That's right. So for me, that's really freeing, right? And mm-hmm. it's really inspiring. Yeah. When I was sitting at rehearsal, it just made me want to play drums. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching Adam Gray play my parts, and he'd finish with a song, and I'd be like, guys, uh, I know I'm an encourager. <laughs> by nature <laughs> but like do you guys realize you're playing with one of the best drummers I've ever seen in my life and I've seen a you know obviously pretty many drummers this guy's like Adam you're amazing you you guys sound so good and I said it just makes me want to go practice and play it's so funny because you're playing my parts <laughs> but it sounds so cool <laughs> yeah you pick the right guy to fill in for sure. Um, I was excited when I found out that he was going to be taking the spot. I mean, it makes complete sense. Like, it's one of those yeah. obvious choices. But at the same time, yeah. like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for, for him because I've talked to him and I know that I know how much, like, he is, he is a drummer. Uh, yes. Like, without a doubt. Like, that's what he was made to do <laughs> yes drum uh so you know seeing and make him, people laugh and, and that <laughs> of course of course but uh it, seeing him um you know i mean he could probably play for any band but um i think f- filling in for you is like the closest thing to what he could do without you know, without question, just perfectly, you know, <laughs> like it's know. perfect fit. I know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's very cool. Yeah. So um, what's going on with you? You're in your studio. Yeah. Um, you you have a lot going on at, at work and at home. Kids are back to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, uh, this was back to school week um, and uh, we haven't announced it publicly, officially, but uh my wife Julianne is pregnant, uh, and so that's been going on wow. <laughs> for, for a while this is a here. Big, this is a yeah. big moment. Uh, you, you all might as well know. Um, so, uh, so yeah, she, she's uh, pregnant. Uh, she's been very sick. Um, we were expecting that because it's the same thing that happened with the first two yeah. uh, pregnancies. And um, so life has been challenging, I will say. Um, but she's healthy. The baby's healthy. Uh, we're excited. Uh, we're, yeah, just rolling with it. (laughs) We're making it work. Um, but yeah, needless to say, life has been busy and, and challenging Mm -hmm. this week. We kind of got back into the routine, which I love the routine. Um, I don't like waking up extra early. Um, Mm -hmm. and I don't like the extra responsibilities necessarily, but... I do love the routine. I love knowing we have these mm-hmm. things on these days. We have to wake up at this time Absolutely. to be ready by this time. And I yeah. I can get into a flow. Um, right. So, so I, What time I, are you up in the morning? Six? Yeah, uh, it depends on the actual day um, and what I'm able like to tomorrow, prep. tomorrow, Saturday morning. Uh, Saturday morning, I'm sleeping in. Caden's uh, got football. So we'll probably wake up at like, I don't know, 7, 7.30, 7.15, something like that. On a okay. weekday, we're looking at like 6, 6.15, something like that. 
Um, so that's kind of been, uh, yeah, been my life the last uh, <laughs> 10, 11, 12 weeks. Back to school week, yeah. obviously, was just this week. But, um, yeah, just I, I'm having a good time, man. Um, I it's, it's tough, and there's, there's challenges, and there's things that are frustrating and things that drive me to my wit's end. But at the same time, like, um, I'm, I'm loving life right now. Um, mm-hmm. there's like, if I get too, if I dwell too much on the hardships, that's when I start like letting myself get to a dark place. And that's actually when it becomes even harder because then I can't handle what's going on. <laughs> you know, yeah, if I look at it exactly. and I laugh at it, I'm just like, this is, you know, of course this would happen, you know, <laughs> you, yeah. you know, it's a little <laughs> bit easier, you know, and even just like, uh, uh, there's, there have been things that have just happened that I could easily just let everything get derailed, but it's like, I can't, I don't have a choice right now. I have to keep going. I have to do these things. Um, And when I look at it that way and I decide to laugh at the frustrating things and um, just be okay with things not always going as planned, not always getting the things done that I set out to do, like when I'm okay with that, um, mm-hmm. and I can put, you know, set my head down on the pillow at the end of the day and be satisfied with whatever effort I put in, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's good. I can and see that's that. where I'm at. I've had to, I've had to work on that a little bit myself. It's like, you know, tonight my, my in-laws came over and we had such a great time together. They prayed with Annie and I about, um, at the end of the night, my father-in-law was like, Let's pray for for you and Annie um, as you get ready to meet your baby girl. And yeah, just we we spent a while talking and laughing and having a great time outside. It was raining, such a nice rain. I had the, I, I I had a fire going, completely different than what I had planned for tonight. Yeah. Like I I was hoping to get my get some stuff done that I need to get done in air quotes, mm-hmm. and I just threw it all away. And I used to really suck at that. Mm-hmm. It's like if if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it, and nothing's going to get in my way. Um, I don't. I was just telling Annie, I don't feel the need to be around people. Like I don't feel the need to have company over. I never feel like I need to have people over to our house ever. It's 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 never a thought so I that's have. That's why like, oh, I've never should. been invited over to your place. <laughs> that's one hundred percent why. But. <laughs> Now I'm with someone who's a really good host. Yeah. And she's like, that's that people over. And I'm like, okay. Um, it's not that I'm against it. I'm very much so for it. I enjoy spending time with people. But I never come up with the idea. Yeah. Because in my mind, there's there's always things that I could be doing. I'm never bored at home. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't understand the idea, well, there's nothing going on. We should have people over. I don't think I've ever felt that. <laughs> <laughs> just if 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 there's literally nothing else to do, I will practice. Yeah. <laughs> or I will watch a TV show or I will I don't know. There's there's just there's I'll always go for a walk with do. Danny. Like there's always yeah. something you can yeah. do. I think you're a lot like me. I, I mean I love to entertain. Um and uh and I I enjoy when other people have a good time. So if I can like provide a good time, that makes me happy. like that's that's yes. a sweet spot for me. Um, but 
I realize like over COVID and the pandemic and being in lockdown and stuff that I am very much uh, an outgoing introvert, I will say. I'm not introverted to the point where I won't talk to you or I'll, you know, try to avoid people in in public spaces, but I'm also very much okay just being by myself <laughs> for extended periods of time. So that's um, why you've never invited me uh, over to your house. Yeah, that's exactly why. <laughs> okay, cool. Wow, I cannot believe this podcast has lasted over three years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, four years. Four years. Actually, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah over we're four over years. four oh years my now. Gosh, yeah. I think we probably, I think we probably should shoot for five, and then if <laughs> if we make it past that, great. Five's a great but number. I just, <laughs> I think it is. I think once you, well, it could go one of two ways. Once you have your baby girl, you'll have way more to talk about, and you'll have way less time. So. I, I don't know if I need to say any more than that. <laughs> okay, I have a question. Okay. Do you really think I'm going to have a ton less time? Think about just one. Think about baby. Yeah. If you're not expecting to have less time, uh-huh. then uh, you're you're in for a treat. <laughs> the smile on your face is huge. I was just I was just waiting to see. Okay, so here's the thing I've observed about this question. Mm-hmm. There, there are three different types of people. One, people that lie, and they tell you what they think you want to hear. In regards, this is all in regards to pregnancy and yeah, having kids. Two, the doom and gloom. <laughs> like you're never gonna sleep again. Has anyone told you how awful this is? It's really bad. Has anyone told you? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, it's bad. And I'm making it sound bad. It's even worse than that. It's yeah. pretty yeah. awful. <laughs> and then the last person is like, hey, man, it's not easy, but you're going to love it. It's life-changing. It's not easy. You're not going to sleep much for a little while. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do great. And if you need anything, I'm here. I have friends in all three categories. <laughs> <laughs> that that last category is the correct category. And I, I'm saying yeah, this because I know you. There are some dads who would be like, awesome, baby. Babe, you got this. Yeah. And and go back to, to life as normal. But you are the dad that is going to say, I didn't get around to doing this today because I was yeah. sitting here for 20 minutes staring at my baby girl. Right, (laughs) and so I know you you're gonna want to spend time with your wife and your child and and that's (sighs) great but the fact is you know you're gonna step in to help you're gonna be there you're gonna be present and being present and being there for your wife and your baby is very different than just being there for your wife. <laughs> you know, right. there's just That's exactly right. So, the, so yeah, you'll Okay, have so time. here's the deal. There are only a couple things that have to happen in a day. Everyone needs to heat heat. Everyone needs to eat uh and 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 um and I got to work. Mm-hmm. Right? And beyond that, um the time you spend is really up to you and I can't wait to can't wait to be a dad. I, I can't wait to do as much as I can. As long as the drumming happens and the farming happens, it's all good. 
I don't need to see anybody. I really don't. <laughs> it'd be it'd be great too. But uh I think Holy Ghost Notes will continue on as is because it really doesn't take that much time. We don't have to practice. Yeah. We don't have to deliberate about this or that. It doesn't take nearly as much time as it used to. Yeah. I remember it would take me like an hour to set up. <laughs> and then it would take me like two hours to transfer all the files over. It is so streamlined yeah. now. Plug and play. It is just awesome. Mm-hmm. So no promises. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. We'll always have stuff to talk about. You'll probably want to talk even more, I think, um, once once the baby's born because it's just you're, you're going to want to talk about her. I know you. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, yeah. um, on that topic, let's talk about uh, – <laughs> yeah, rather, no segue. Rather long intro. Let's, but let's talk about our sponsor today. Our sponsor. Ultimate Ears. Yes. Ultimate Ears has been a company I've been working with since 2007. Um, I have their in-ears right here. If you're watching the video, uh, these are a pair of they're either lives, elevens, or eighteens. Um, every pair has your initials on it, a serial number, and uh, left and right, and the model number. So these are lives. Very cool. You can pick the graphic on them. That's and um, the model dictates how many drivers are inside of each one. So the first pair I got was in, two, in 2007. I paid $750 for a pair of UE7 Pros. They were my first custom in-ear monitor. I went to an audiologist. So this is how it works. You go to an you go to an audiologist. You get an impression made, <clears throat> just like a hearing aid. They take that impression. They hand it to you in a box. You send it to Ultimate Ears. Ultimate Ears takes that impression and they make your in ear monitor, which means they just take that impression and produce a product that has drivers inside of it. The more money you spend, the more drivers you get. The more drivers you have, the more bass and high end and mids you have in your mix mm -hmm. so the sevens were great they worked for years uh, i don't even think i broke cables on them if i did it was infrequently which wow. is surprising because i sweat a ton yeah and i didn't wear a shirt back then <clears throat> um then in 2010 the whole so at in 2007 8 9 i was the only one on click so i'd push play on my ipod and I'd hear the click track and the band would play to me. Then in 2010, we went full in-ears. We have been using Ultimate Ears ever since. I work with a really great small team over there, mainly just two people in particular. And, um, man, they're, they're, they're awesome to work with. So we talked to them about getting Tim a pair of in-ears and we just have a really good relationship with them. And I said, you know what? I'm going to mention you guys on the podcast if you're interested in in in-ear monitors, please reach out to us over email, and I will personally help you uh, get a pair of in-ears. I think we can work out a code with them so that there's some sort of discount there for you. Yeah. If you're looking for headphones to wear, protect your hearing, and hear what you want to hear. Those are the two things I would say about custom in-ear monitors, right? Mm -hmm. You protect your hearing because if it's custom for your ear... If it's an impression based on the shape of your ear, you don't have to turn yeah. the volume up as high. Right. Which means you're not putting sound into your ear 
that's as loud as what it would need to overcompensate for one that doesn't fit your ear well. The other thing is you can hear everything so much better. So my drums sound amazing through my ears. I'm wearing my AirPods right now because I don't feel like I don't feel like hooking up a cable to my computer. But I would if my AirPods weren't charged. When I'm playing live, you got to have the best right. because you're the drummer and you need to be able to hear the click track. Um, UE is awesome and you should get a pair if you're looking for headphones. Yeah. In so ears. Full disclosure, guys, we've said like over the past four years that we don't do ads, we don't do sponsorships. Um, you know, we are uh, fully funded by uh, our patron community. Um, the inner circle, shout out to those guys. Um, but, uh, ultimate ears really hooked me up. Um, my last pair of in-ears broke, uh, mid episode, a few episodes back. Um, and so, um, I figured it was time to go for the best and, uh, sure enough, they, you know, they really hooked me up. So with that said, we were like, you know what? we got to mention you guys on this podcast because you are the yeah. best people need to know about you. And beyond that, you're just great people and deserve the shout out. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of companies out there like them. There's like three I can think of off the top of my head. And I think they're all pretty great. Just full transparency. I'm not, I'm not here to pump one up over the other one. I I've, I've heard good things about the other companies. Some of our crew uses them. Um, We've we've talked about the other companies, mm -hmm. and we've actually talked about you know using the other companies because we've been with UE for so long. That's just naturally how it works. You're constantly vetting what you're using and basing it mm -hmm. on how good is it compared to other companies, right? We're still with UE as a band, and I think that says a lot about what's good and what works and what 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 is a solid industry standard. It's the people and it's the product. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're with another company and it works for you, you should stay with them. I, I don't think you should leave and go to UE because I think you would be disappointed if you thought it was going to be that much better of a product if you're working with one of the big boys. But if you are frustrated or you're just not really sure where to go and you want to work with great people and have a tested product. UE is the place. Mm -hmm. Ultimate Ears is the place. They were acquired by Logitech. They have a lot of resources at their disposal. And like like Tim said, it's we're not sponsored by anybody. Um, I reached out to UE and I was like, I want to get Tim some in-ears. And them being the great people they are, like, okay, we're going to help you out with the pricing. Because it's 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 pretty it's pretty pricey if you're getting something high end. Yep. And Tim, you need that. So yeah. HGN is still unendorsed, not <laughs> sponsored, and not affiliated with anyone. But but if we were to recommend an in-ear <laughs> monitor to you, <laughs> have you have you ordered yours yet? Have, have, have you gotten I haven't, them? I've been uh, I've been okay. vetting audiologists actually. Uh, there's okay, a few that's there's a, very a few in town, and I'm just trying to find the right pricing and I've also just my my schedule has been so hectic that even if I found the audiologist Man. I want to go with um, I'm not sure I would have gotten to an appointment yet <laughs> I missed my chiropractor yeah. appointment the other day for God's sake jeez yeah it's, that makes sense <laughs> it's just been nuts <laughs> but uh that's a big deal yeah yeah um 
it's been crazy. But uh, but yes, I am very excited. Um, I've heard great things, and I've followed along with them over the years as like a distant fan, someone who doesn't use the nice. product but is aware of their existence and is uh, you know in oh, hopes dude, that's of using so it. Cool. And it's so as a as a marketing person. I do this with businesses a lot. I kind of watch their growth. Sometimes I court different companies, just see who who stays in the industry, who who doesn't. Um, and Ultimate Ear's growth has been impressive from my standpoint. Just seeing how mm-hmm. they've um, gone even beyond the um, artist and musician uh reach to like major consumer yeah and it's just it's really cool and their their products are being used in collaboration with other companies and um there are some massive massive artists that are endorsing them and so for a little podcast like ours (laughs) to throw their name out there probably doesn't make a a huge drop in the puddle for them um and i'm offended for that for them to i don't agree with this (laughs) we're we're huge we're huge huge you better get ready for some orders man (laughs) because it's it's happening well we do uh (laughs) we we are addressing the target demographic (laughs) that's for sure you guys everyone most of you listening will probably be very interested in what we have to say about this is the first time we've ever uh uh, talked about a company too yeah it's, it's gonna have a big Bigger, bigger splash. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's kind yeah. of a kind of a big deal. Who yeah. said that? That was Ron Burgundy. Will I Ferrell. have a I have a uh, little statue of him <laughs> sitting right over there. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. My All right. Wife let's hates get it. into the drum topic. We got about ten minutes for this. Your wife <laughs> <laughs> That was an incredibly long intro <laughs> and a nice little uh, plug there. But uh, yes, oh, let's get into the it. topics. The topics. The topics don't matter compared to the intro. That's right. But That's regardless, right. here we go. It's going to be a fun one. 10-minute topic on drums. We got <laughs> stalkers. Go stalkers. for it, Tim. You came stalkers. up with this one. Yes. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> but I did I did, uh, I did. rename it. Yes. We're talking no, about stalking today. No, we are talking about watching drummers. Uh, Matt and I have been on a <laughs> trend recently. Uh, with with these episode topics, I think of, I, I guess we've always tried to talk about bettering yourself as a drummer. That's always the, you know, underlying goal. Overarching. Of, uh, overarching. Underlying, underlying. overarching. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the overall theme. But I feel like recently we've really been like talking about specific things that you can do to be a better drummer. Things that we might even go as far to say you need to do in order to become a better drummer. So when Matt threw out this topic, um, he presented it to me as watching drummers. <laughs> and I just immediately pictured, like, you know, someone <laughs> watching Matt through a window uh, playing drums <laughs> and, like, stalking, ridiculous. basically, more or less. Okay. Uh, creeper All right. status. All right. So <laughs> that's where <laughs> that title came from. But in all seriousness... Um, when he said that, I started realizing I owe a lot of my uh, skill, uh, my level of playing I owe to... To Lars Ulrich. To- <laughs> <laughs> Why'd just, you, just, you just pulled a just, note out of your pocket? Just, <laughs> you were hanging just, on to that joke just, for a while, huh? It just <laughs> had to happen. I've 
That's probably the best joke I've ever made, which isn't saying much, but I got at least 2.3 seconds of laughter from That's, you, which yeah. is actually which actually says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I don't dislike You were really Lars setting Ulrich. it up. <laughs> like whoever this was that you were about to say was a big deal. And uh, I just it just seemed right, man. Yeah. He's got some. So here's what I'll say about uh, Lars Ulrich. He is not what I would consider one of the most technical, like best drummers. You know, like people. He's he's his band is successful. Let's just put it that way. Could you play it? Could you play what he plays? Yes. <laughs> but but that's besides the point. Um, I think no, it's not. Beyond, that's important. Be, be, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Lars, I apologize. Uh, you're not listening. I don't. Um, but if I you, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. Actually, I apologize. I think Lars is good, and um, I think yeah, he's not a bad drummer. He's just it, it, people give no. him a hard time because he is so famous. He's like a household name for drum- for drummers. Every drummer knows that name. And he gets flack because a lot of people don't think he deserves to be a household name. But his band is I so popular. I disagree with this. You think you disagree? I disagree with this. I think that he started off So here's just my observation. Lars Ulrich started off awesome. Like every other drummer in metal just in love and hungry to get better and play this instrument. And then they got huge, and when you get bigger as a band, your life gets. When you get bigger as a band, your life gets busier as a person. Bigger as a band, busier as a person. Well, Metallica's huge. So I think it just came down to practice. He just didn't practice as much. Yeah. And so he got sloppy. But we were just on tour with Ice Nine Kills, and Ricky Armolino, who plays guitar for that band, and vocals. Uh, him and I would do runs a couple days uh, on the week-long tour, and and he would tell me that Metallica runs the entire show before they play it because they want to be tight. Hmm. And he said it it's really made a difference in their performance. Wow. Like, they're serious about it. And yeah. so I think if you're looking at a specific era of Lars Ulrich, yeah, they, they weren't – he wasn't necessarily a drummer to watch for that reason. Mm-hmm. He was like he writes cool parts. Do you know though? The kind of, That's the thing. It's like he, he's very creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that says a lot. Like, cause cause I know uh, I know drummers who might not be the tightest live, but like yeah. their parts are freaking cool. They wrote that. You know, like that's some. There's something to you, be said about that. You talking about me again, or <laughs> what's, what's you, going you're on? tight live, man? You're a very <laughs> tight live. Um, <laughs> no, but there are drummers that just you know. Yeah. They're, they're kind of sloppy. Okay. So where this topic came from, we were doing rehearsals. ABR is in Australia right now. Adam played with the band three three days last week. After the first practice, I said, guys, I, I'm generally pretty encouraging by nature. And I, I just, I have to, I'm excited. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I can't just like sit here and not say this. Adam's one of the best drummers I've I've ever seen in my life. Um, it's so cool that we get to have someone of his caliber playing with this band. 
I had kind of like the Eric Moore moment at PASIC where he did sound check and he's like, does everything sound all right out there? And it was like me and five other people. And I stood up and could not contain myself. And I said, are you kidding me? Like it, it was just so unbelievably good. That's the way I felt watching Adam. Just sitting there on a chair, one ear in, one ear out. I was hearing the click and everything fully mixed in one ear and just his acoustic drums at the other. We play through an audio system on stage so you don't hear anything but drums and Jake screaming. It was so unbelievable. And I literally took him back to my barn where I had my practice kit set up and I or my touring kit and I had him sit down and like you know adjust a few things. I just felt ready to play. I just wanted to play my own parts because I was watching someone else really, really, really talented play my parts. Yeah. And that's why I came up with this topic. I, I think it's yeah important to not close yourself off to the drum world. Mm-hmm. I know people that do it. They get overwhelmed. They get intimidated. They get discouraged. They get depressed. Don't do that. You are where you are. You who You are who you are. You're not getting better by doing that. You will only improve your ability. And more importantly, your desire to play and work on different things by watching someone else play. Mm-hmm. That's my two cents. Yeah. Well, I think it goes like, like I know that, like I used, I used to watch a lot of drum videos. Like me as a young drummer, I was- Oh, dude, like, that's a good point, Watching drummers actually. on YouTube. I, I still have um, one of uh, Spanky's uh, drum, like instructional videos where he's like doing all of these like crazy linear fills and everything. So like, I like, I just gravitated towards drummers that inspired me. There were drummers that I'd watch and I'd be like, I will never be able to play that and I just want to quit right now. <laughs> and I just realized I need to avoid watching those drummers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I chose to watch drummers that actually inspired me to play. That's like, oh, that is so cool. I just want to keep watching that and watching that and learning what that is. Yeah. Um, we always talk about Aaron Spears, but I have watched Aaron Spears play probably more than any other drummer uh, that I know of um, because he inspires me to to play. He inspires me to get better. He inspires me to learn what he's doing. Um, even though at times his parts sound unachievable. <laughs> I'll never be that, Man, I'll never that, be that good. Me. I got to send like, yeah. him a text. I'm texting because him he always, right now because <laughs> you just made me think about him. Because he always uh, comes up on this podcast. Um. That was a great interview, too. If you're listening to this and you haven't listened to the Aaron Spears episode, um, go back and listen to that one. Um, such a cool that dude. That was great. Um, but, um, yeah, like watching other drummers should be a part of your routine. No matter how good you are or experienced you are uh, or inexperienced or bad, <laughs> that... Like watching other drummers play is a big part of of honing your skill. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm even gonna go back to when Matt was relearning some songs for the uh, uh, what what was it the one Zildjian of, one Live. of the an- was it Zildjian Live or the anniversary one of the anniversary tours? I think you were trying to learn some of your own songs. Oh, and you literally yeah, went was. back to watch other drummers YouTube. play your songs. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, Kevin Corcoran and yeah. A lot of other people in there. Yeah, I just I I was just doing that today. Yeah, I was. I'm going back and relearning, um, rescue and restore stuff. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know how to play. I don't know how to play uh, this song. Uh, Sincerity. Yeah. So you won't. So you won't be able to hear that um, if you're listening to this podcast. So it was completely pointless for me to do. But <laughs> there's a guy. There's a guy on YouTube <laughs> who's playing Sincerity. And it's just like boom, what what Tom symbols what's happening there? Yeah. Well, I I need I gotta watch someone else do it. I I didn't even mean for it to sound like me watching another drummer, but case in point, like it it helps you figure out what to do and how to do it and it's very helpful to have that visual. Yep. You have to have people in your life that are um better than you. Yeah. I think is the point. Like, it doesn't matter who it is, but you you got to have people better than you. It's it's this age-old story of this guy on the Midwest played trumpet, I think. And he was the best. In like Kansas. Mm-hmm. And he left and he went to New York City and he knew he was the best and he got off the train and he's walking down the sidewalk to his hotel and he sees a homeless guy playing trumpet and he's just shredding. And this guy's like, oh my gosh. I'm the best of the best where I come from. Here, the guy playing better than me can't even get a job. You have to have that because otherwise your standard for where you want to be is not where it should be. Yeah. If you've already arrived, then what are you working on? I, I don't actually know many drummers that think they have arrived or figured it all out. Yeah. Maybe that's just innate in the instrument, but... Even Lars Ulrich. It's almost like a rash. Yeah. Even Lars Ulrich. Like, if you have a, like if you have a rash, right, and you don't treat it uh, because you don't know how to do it, you're just going to be dealing with it forever. It's like that with drumming. You you can't get better unless you have the treatment, unless you have the solution, unless you have something to work towards, which is clear skin. <laughs> uh, it kind of reminds me of my buddy Bubbles. He used to play uh, in the band Burger Dad, and he was so good, dude. He was so good. It makes me want to just play drums now thinking about him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah. Watch drummers. Be a stalker. I feel like you were going to say something. That's not what I was going to say. You were kind of laughing about something. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking that okay. Bubbles, uh, any, like a name that is unassuming for the style of music <laughs> you play is, is key, I think. Oh, yeah. That's, absolutely. That's another recommendation I have for everyone listening. Uh, <laughs> find a nickname that's, uh, unassuming and suitable for your <laughs> for your trade but yeah um, I think we can learn a lot by watching other drummers maybe it didn't need to be said but I feel like it at the very least is a good reminder um, and uh, something that I often forget um, is, 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 is well so it's something that I can do like right now I still don't have my kit fully set up and dialed in to the point right. where I can just step in here and, and, and sit down and play um, but what I do have time for uh, is sitting down and watching a, a drum video. 
and at and at the very least it is inspiring and it's doing something for my brain it's activating um you know certain parts of my brain that are similar to what i'd be using playing drums when i'm figuring it out mm -hmm. like thinking about it um and so for anyone who doesn't have a kit at their disposal um i would say a really good way other than you know practicing on a pad or practicing on your uh your knees uh, you know is watch watch some drummers watch some drum videos like it's mm -hmm. good for you it's mm -hmm. helpful so it is but but you got to practice you like practice. mike's lessons That's right. mike johnson does this really well he says you can't just watch you got to play along mm -hmm. which i think is wise we'd be doing a disservice to people to say you're going to get better at drums if you just watch the watching part is great for me personally because it makes me want to play yeah. It gives me ideas. But then when you sit down and play, have you ever watched a Tony Rocha Jr. solo and then tried to play it? It is so different trying to play the... the mm -hmm. It's like, oh, okay, that's going to be pretty easy. It's just dotted eights <laughs> or whatever with your it. right hand. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. right. So, uh, Faith Topic. FOMO. FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. Do you have it? Have you ever felt it? You probably have. You live in the 21st century. Social media is what it is. Everybody else is doing something cool, and there you are. Mm -hmm. With your your lousy Pearl Export with 20-year-old <laughs> drum heads, three crack cymbals, and no chance of getting your band any gigs. Maybe... I don't know. I, I feel bad for um, social media is such a it's so great and it's also so ridiculous mm -hmm. how we just put this perfect lens on our lives. So here's the thing. Um, I, I, I'd like to direct this conversation towards towards my recent experience and then We'll, we'll see where it goes we'll from there. Back. But I, yeah. I don't want to look at just the social media world. I want to look at the heart of the issue here. Because I, I think there's two sides to look at this. There's one, which is the negative side of like, you know, social media is bad. And, um, you know, don't, don't think too much about your life not being as great as other people. I think there's a positive side to this, which is what do you have that insulates you from ever feeling like you're really missing out on something else. What do you have? Mm -hmm. Who are you? Why are you doing what you're doing? If you can figure out the answer to those questions and believe that you're in the right spot, you can make life changes that put you in that spot. You won't feel FOMO. So my band is currently in Australia. Adam Gray's filling in for me. I was on Instagram looking at videos of him playing and... Um, the comments are amazing. You guys sounded really good last night. You guys, you guys sounded, you guys played really well. Was one of the comments. Um, and then another comment was like, "Adam Gray played amazing." And I'm reading this just like with a smile on my face. I was in my practice space in the barn. I got to play for like 20 minutes today, and I'm just reading these comments like, this is so cool. I know they sound good because I was at those three rehearsals. Adam's feet are tight. He is an incredible drummer. The band sounds really good with him. I don't wish I was there. I 
I'm really glad that I'm that I'm home and that I get to meet my baby girl soon. And I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. I'd be so bummed if I was in Australia right now and not here. The other part of me says, you got to work hard at home. You got to make this time count. You got to be ready for the November tour. It almost lights a fire under your butt. The other, I was thinking about the other side of the equation. If you had FOMO, the FOMO side would say, I wish I was there. I should be there. I hate that I'm here. I'm jealous. And I, the band needs me. And I'm really missing out on this opportunity. My mentality is like, Matt, you're lucky to be in this band. And that band does not actually need you to survive. It's a machine. You're replaceable. You're dispensable. You're disposable. Not in a way that's like you mean nothing, but just that the machine is built. And it's not just about any single person in the band anymore. It's about the music we've created together. And Adam Gray is playing that music in a way that's at a very, very, very high level. And I get to keep playing those songs starting in November when I'm back on the road. That's so cool. So mm-hmm. it motivates me to do it, right? That's the first thing. Don't let FOMO steal from you or take from you. Let it give to you. Let it inspire you. Let it motivate you. The other side is, what do you have right now? What are you doing right now? Why are you at where you are right now? Why are you doing what you're doing right now? I am, I'll just answer those questions. I'm home because my wife and I are expecting our first. I cannot wait to meet her. I'm so glad I get to be home and support my wife and be with her and make these memories that I wouldn't otherwise be making because I'd be on tour. And the last week or two weeks has been really cool as we build up to the day where we get to meet her, Mm -hmm. our baby. And so I just, I just have this calm and this peace and this confidence that this is so right. That 20 years of being in this band has brought me to the place where not where I, I get to say, hey, can you fill in for me so I can do this thing that's the most important thing I could do? And there's enough strength and structure with the band where they can go do it, come back, and then we go back on the road together in November. Yeah. While I hit pause on my work and hit play on this part of my life I've never had before. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, that's exactly where I wanted to take it. Um, okay. The uh, I guess the quotable line here is if you are afraid of missing out on something that you're not doing what are you actually missing out on that you are doing that's not the quotable mm. line that was terribly worded but you get what i'm trying to say if you're if you're really so good. focused on something else that yeah. you're missing out on what are you actually missing out on <laughs> what's right, right in front of you <laughs> that you're missing out on you know and yeah. and um this is something you know I, i'm not gonna lie I I don't get FOMO as much now, but for a very long time I did when I was kind of accepting that my life was uh, taking the route that I chose, the, the mm-hmm. route that I wanted it to take, but wasn't the route that I had expected or planned for it to take. Um, right. I had uh, a beautiful, I, ha- I have a beautiful family. Um, I'm not a full-time touring musician. There are instances when I'm working my nine to five and my children are driving me nuts 
um, and I just want to get out of the house. And I'm thinking, what did I do with my life? <laughs> right. <laughs> and in those moments, I get a yeah. little bit of that FOMO. Like, did, did oh, yeah. I make the right choice here? You know, and it's a fleeting mm. thought because then I start to realize, no. I'm looking Can at I these kids. Here? What I have right in front of me is better than anything else. And if I was doing all of these other things, I'd be yeah. having major FOMO because I'd be missing out on my my okay. kids' lives. You know? I mean? Okay, Tim. So here's yeah. so here's uh, a, a thought you just gave me. I'm right. watching these Instagram videos of my band in Australia. Yeah. And I'm seeing these highlights. I know what it's like in Australia. I know what it's like to play on stage with my band. Mm -hmm. Over 2,100 shows. We've done it a lot. Yeah. When I look at that video, when I look at that picture, I only see the highlights. But I know all of the work and all the stress and all the stuff right. that just is going through your, I'll speak for myself, my <laughs> yeah. head. I know what's going through my head. Even in that video you saw on Instagram that looks amazing, yeah. like everything's yeah. perfect. There's real uh -uh. life versus no Instagram. No way, dude. Yeah. You, are, you, are, you are upset because you just missed that part or... Someone did something or said something earlier in the day, and you just do not want to be there. <laughs> I know, I know all that stuff, and I still watch the video of the thing I know everything about, and I'm still like, "Wow, that looks perfect. <laughs> yeah. That looks amazing." And it's like, dude, you know better. Yeah, yeah, right. That's the thing. I I get flashbacks to my experience on a tour bus playing shows, and it's like, there's the the grass is always greener on the other yes. side and and it makes me think of you Matt if you had gone to on this tour in Australia knowing that your wife could be giving birth at any moment that's all you'd be oh thinking about you wouldn't be able to enjoy yourself oh. over there you'd be, be having hell. major fomo <laughs> missing out oh. on the birth of your child so like it would be awful so with that said it's like there's there's always going to be something right that is attractive um that you're that you are missing out on technically but don't focus on that because then you're actually missing out on the thing that you can uh, take part in, that you can mm -hmm. experience, right? Like if, if I'm so focused all the time on what I'm not doing, I'm not going to do anything. I'm mm -hmm. not actually going to do anything. I'm not actually going to appreciate my life. I'm not actually going to realize what I have. And that's a terrible place to be, you know? Yes. And I think that most of you listening probably don't struggle with just, you know, being afraid of missing out on something constantly all the time. Mm -hmm. But but some of you may frequently feel this way, um, especially yeah. because of, like what Matt said, like social media. It primes you to feel that way. Like there's yeah. literally just highlights of the coolest things that people are doing um, on any given day. Sometimes those highlights are from years before. <laughs> you yep. wouldn't even know. You'd just be like, wow, this, this person has such a cool life. They're like at the beach like every day. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> wow, that job looks so – like I post the highlights of my job. Like if I'm at a cool event like on the rooftop of a, a you know a New York City skyscraper and we're drinking and we're having a good time, that looks pretty cool. But what you don't see is that, yeah, that's – the one day, you know, a quarter that I'm actually doing anything like that, that I'm actually dressed up in a suit <laughs> that, yeah. you know, uh, and they, they didn't, you know, experience the trip through the hall and tunnel that took two hours and 
walking through the rain to get to that, you know, to that rooftop bar or whatever. You know, like there's yeah. so much other, so many other things that happen <laughs> that don't get portrayed. Um, I know. And so for you to see something and be like, man, that guy has such a cool life. What did I do wrong? Like that—that that is the worst attitude you could have, and it's literally just punishing yourself for no reason because that's not how it is. Yeah. Let's let's be real, yeah. you know. There's yeah, that's the, the grass is always greener. That's why I started posting farm stuff because <laughs> it's like this is real life. Sweating, walking the cornfield, looking for burr cucumber pickle, and <laughs> pulling it. And it's it's funny because the response to that has been pretty good where I think people people like the real element of today because there's so much fake I heard something about um, AI and how highly produced movies are now and how there's just this craving for what's real mm. and less less polished I mean that's been happening in music for a while yeah that's where we, reality we TV had, came from or yeah, why it, why it did so well I should say that's true. I didn't think came, about that. Came from the writer's strike, I think, but ultimately did well because people were like, wow, this is refreshing. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't think about that. Yeah, they want the real deal. Yeah. I mean... Reality TV now is so fake, the real too, deal. but, you know, that's besides the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here's a question. Um, do you think it's better to not have social media than to have it? Because I would argue both both can have pros and cons. Yeah, well, we started getting into this, I think, in our last episode, where it was kind of like if yeah. social media wasn't there, there'd be something else. There's always going to be mm-hmm. something that takes your attention away from what you should be focused on, you know? And that's mm-hmm. basically, I mean, that's basically what FOMO is, right? right? But, it's something but, taking your but, attention but, away. But... But let's look at let's look at um, the difference between social media and newspapers, though. So it's like, yes, you have a medium that you're focused on, other than something else. But and, and and maybe this is the case with TV. But you have an era of let's just look at drumming. Um, you have a gazillion talented drummers on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok, and you're sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, look at this guy or look at this girl. I wish I could play like that. I wish I was like them. Mm-hmm. I wish I was playing in that situation. Do you think that's helpful? I mean, it kind of goes to I our th- watching drummers part. Yeah, I think it presents a new set of challenges, honestly. Like, I kind of like mm-hmm. the idea, like the whole idea of innovation, right, in the world, in business, what have you, is to improve on what's there, right? To make things better, to do something a different way, to take a, a mm-hmm. different approach. And so without, like, like social media, YouTube, you know, celebrity drummers, is, uh, it's a new era. It's, an, it's something new that musicians of this day have to deal with or have to overcome. But if you're coming at it as a, a you know, as something that is stopping you from getting mm-hmm. better as opposed to something that you can improve upon, use to your advantage, something that challenges you, which is ultimately, as we've discovered, the reason why most of us are still drumming to this day, because it's challenging, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. If we see it that way, like, okay, this, now, now I have a goal. Now I have a challenge. 
Um, and even if it's just for yourself, <laughs> like I want to play like this guy or I want to play better mm-hmm. than this guy. I want to be able to play that thing that he played and then some, you know, like if that's mm-hmm. how we, if that's how we take it, I think it could actually be uh, a benefit um, because I think that now, like I'm seeing like hybrid drummers, like, like I'm a, I'm a big pop, comp, uh, pop punk guy, as you guys know, um, Travis Barker back in the day was kind of a hybrid of like hip hop and like drumline and pop punk drumming all in one, you know? So it was just this mesh of crazy new sounding stuff. But now you're having these guys, um, who are extremely technical. Um, some of them like started in metal, um, can do the gent stuff really well. And they're taking those fills and that, um, that level of playing and, and that approach to like pop punk. And so now there's this new like hybrid way of playing pop punk that is Hmm. becoming the standard because it's like, Oh, this person plays this way. I got to play this way, you know? Hmm. Um, and, and so I personally, I love that it's happening because I think what it's doing is actually challenging people to play differently to make their own sound, to take elements of this drummer and elements of this drummer, because what you're doing is just building upon something mm-hmm. that was already cool, that someone thought so was it has amazing. A net, it has a net positive in the end. Yeah, if you approach it that way. I also think if it's approached no. as a negative thing, then yeah, it could absolutely be detrimental to your success. You know, if you're just going to give mm-hmm. up because it's like, well, how am I going to stand out in this sea of amazing musicians, you know, then... Yeah, then you're gonna set you're gonna set that bar for yourself. I think I think a way to look at this would be don't be bitter. Yeah. Don't be bitter. Do not do that. Don't go down that, that rabbit trail. Don't be a victim. Yeah. Even if you are one, even if terrible things have happened to you, a way to a way to um how would you say redeem that is not to maintain the mentality that everyone's out to get you. Yeah, right. Because that that will produce a toxic mentality where everyone's out to get you. Like my wife and I say, if you look for something hard enough, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. So don't be bitter. Move on past what's happened to you, good or bad. Don't base your identity on it. And close your eyes. And think about what, what you want to do. What kind of person do you want to be? What kind of things do you want to accomplish? Yeah. And forget about what other people are going to think and what other people are going to say. Because be- before long, people will be looking to you without you even knowing it probably, saying, man, I wish I could do that yeah, or say that mm-hmm. or be that. Because you've done it. You've actually done it. You've actually put one foot in front of the other. There were uh, there were quite a few people who I I'm I, I I'm older now <laughs> than I I have more I've been able to think about this more ever since I started the band didn't really think about what people thought in the beginning we just did it but I'm realizing now people had ideas about us and certainly doubts that we would ever make it and we just kept going who yeah. cares mm-hmm. and it's it's funny now how people think that you're you're pretty cool because you're in a band 
And a lot of people think that it was always that way. People always thought you were cool. No way. People <laughs> thought you were nuts. What are those guys doing? Especially he especially people older than you. And now it's 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 amazing cuz cuz those same people who are 10 years older or 20 years older, they're the ones who are most excited about it. Mm. Like, oh yeah, I grew up with those guys, you know. <laughs> yeah. Always knew they were gonna make it. It's like, huh? <laughs> the guy's saying, Don't quit college. You yeah, know? man. Yeah. You guys are nuts. Dude, I have a great story uh for you. And this is real this was always really inspiring to me. Uh, there's a band that I joined um after they had already seen some success. Um they had toured with some big bands and and uh you know knew all the right people. I came into a band basically with like with a manager and all, already had all the the equipment, the trailer, the you know, the van and everything. And so I I started with this band and um the singer was telling me this story about uh he was like there was this group of kids just like chump kids in a band. Um they opened for us tons of times, but they were so annoying because every single show that we played in the city, they were there. Whether they were playing or not, they were there, and they were handing out their band's oh, albums, yeah. and they were, you know, uh, telling everyone to come to their next show that was, like, later that evening at another venue, or, like, he's like, they were always there. Like, you, you turn around, it's like, oh, it's those, those kids again. Like, they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. here. And he said, um, it was so annoying, but that group of chump kids in this band that no one ever heard of or cared about uh is american authors wow who i don't know if you've you've definitely heard their single best day of my life on every single commercial for like three years um yeah on the radio massive hit massive band um they made it because they worked hard they were those annoying kids at the club handing out their wow. band's demos. <laughs> and, and this is... Yeah, yep. you know the song. Yep. So this is that band. And, and uh, when he told me that, I was like, well, first I was astonished that like they had been playing and American Authors was opening up for them. And you know, right. <laughs> that was like the first yeah. thing that hit me. But then I was like, man, they made it. And I'm joining this yep. band who, yes, we the, you're at a level of some success but you're not american authors yeah. right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it was just like it hit me like man like if you're you not really kind of want money. it you really sacrifice you really try hard yeah. you can you can make it you know like yep. so i think i think that whatever you're dealt um and yes some people have it harder than others um i think that it's it's all about what you do with the hand that you're dealt there mm-hmm. is yep i you agree know, there is so much that you can do. So if that's the approach that you're taking, you're in a, you know, like it's the, it's the same exact approach actually as this FOMO topic that we're talking about, even though we're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're running parallel here two separate topics yeah. that kind of, uh, have the same end result. It's like, how are you approaching? What is your approach to this problem? If FOMO is the problem, mm-hmm. where is your attention, uh, be, you know what is your attention being stolen from if yeah. if social media or competition is the problem you know what what goals or what aspirations are being stolen from you by approaching it as if it's a 
uh, a mountain that's too high to climb. You know. I think you said it best when you said your fear of missing out is causing you to miss, miss out, out on something right in front of you. Yeah. Your fear of missing out is causing you to legitimately miss out. Mm-hmm. Your your fear of missing out on something that's not even real in a lot of cases is causing you to miss out on something very real right in front yeah. of you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a really good way to end this. I have to um, I have to end this episode in a way that I've never ended an episode. <laughs> um, this will be the last episode that we record um, where I, I have yet to meet my baby girl. Yeah. Because by the time we record the next one, unless we record it like next week, which we will not because it's always in the 11th hour. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, next time we talk, man. You're going to be a dad. We're going to have a name and um, I'll be I'll be tired. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but will. we will get the job. Oh, yeah. Done. Oh, yeah. Not to worry. Not so, to worry about. thank you all for listening. Yeah. Thank you, Tim, for setting this up. You bet. Good topics overall, and uh, I'm going to go get sleep while I still can. <laughs> yeah. If you'd like to support this podcast, check out The Inner Circle. It's our Patreon. Yeah. You can go to patreon.com slash the Holy Ghost Notes. You can follow us on all socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Sorry, X. And you can write us an email if you'd like to check out UE. Are we please on send X? us an email, yes, Matt Tim at theholyghostnotes.com. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. We're uh, on I will as continue well calling now. it Twitter yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. Threads and uh, is kind big of a shout joke, out to Ethan Vrooman. Cool. Thank you, Ethan, up, Ethan, for your support. Welcome to the inner circle. You're the man. Um, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Go uh, get some sleep, wake up, have a big old muffin in the morning. And uh, well, thank you. And this episode will be <laughs> will be ready. Uh, <laughs> I have to I have to actually edit it tonight because I have okay. my son's football game and then a birthday party tomorrow. So okay, but we'll see you guys soon. See you in a couple weeks. Is that all you got? That's that's all I got. <laughs> okay, very good. All righty, <laughs> then we'll wrap it up here. All right, <laughs> three, two. One, peace. All right, you got a cricket over there. Can you hear that? <laughs> it's like, I feel like every time I tell a joke, <laughs> it's going to make me feel real self-conscious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get it started. All right, let's get it started. <laughs>